Sometimes I'm afraid that I have nothing to say No point of interest, don't stand out in any way I feel it especially when your bandmates come around All I wanna do is go to ground Ooh, ooh, ooh Welcome to episode 5 of For The Record, a podcast series where I chat to local musicians about their latest album, what went into making it, and an artist that's influenced their sound. For my second lockdown interview, I speak to Steph Brown from Lips about their latest album, entitled I Don't Know Why I Do Anything. Kia ora, Steph. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. We're here to talk about your album, I Don't Know Why I Do Anything, which came out in July this year. Um, first off, I just want to say I really, really love the album. I think it's one of those ones you can listen to all the way through, and every song has something great in it and a real variety of sounds, which I love. And I feel like it takes you on a bit of a journey, like it's telling us a story or stories, um, different moods, storylines and memories. Can you tell me a bit about how these songs came together to make an album? Yeah. Um, thank you, first of all. Those are, those are very kind words. Um, it was seven years in the making, that record. So some of the songs are quite old. Stories from when I lived in Brooklyn, where I lived for nine years up until 2016. And then some of them are really recent. But it all came together over lockdown last year in 2020. I've been working on it with my husband, Finn Eichner, who's been the other creative half in Lips up until until now. And uh, we just finally had time to to put it all together, I think, and, and to finish them. So, yeah, some of the songs are really old. Some of them are really recent all sort of re reworked over the course of last year. I made a couple of VPs, 2013 and 2014. But then I really wanted to try and change the sound a little bit. My first EPs were quite electronic and I, I really liked them and I'm proud of them. But the, a lot of the songs were really down tempo. And so when I went to play gigs, the gigs were really <laughs> were really slow and 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 they didn't have the energy so much that I was going I just really wanted to make people dance and I wanted to make myself dance as well and so thus began this quest of trying to find well what's the lips up tempo sound because because I'd kind of I knew what it was for the slow stuff but I had no idea really how to play fast songs and around that time Finn joined the band and and so we just explored a bunch of different sounds and tried different things then a few years after that we started working with Ro Bright who is a writer Ro wrote the film Daffodils that Finn and I also did the music for and Ro was working on another screenplay that I absolutely love that had space for music and it's not a musical 
And so I started writing music for that in the hopes that it would get made and I'd get to do the music for it. Um, but it had much more of a punk leaning. It's um, that particular screenplay was set in the, the early 80s New Zealand. And so I started writing some punk stuff. And Finn kind of comes from a bit of a punk background too. And that was so much fun, that experience of exploring just doing different things with my voice, yelling and trying different, trying to stretch it in different ways. And I think that really influenced um, what ended up on the record, some of the up-tempo stuff, which isn't punk per se, but there are elements of punk in it. I think even in a song like Guilty Talk, which you wouldn't really call punk, but just um, in the chorus where I just ended up pushing my voice in ways that I never had before. And it came up with this, this new sound for lips and and that that has just been so joyful (laughs) to explore and to play live and yeah yeah, that really led to influencing where the album went eventually Apart from that, you, of course, you became a four-piece band and you were just a two-piece before that, so that changed the sound with guitars, of course. Yeah. And and that you spent time before making this album, you said, writing film music for your your friend who ended up in the band. Is that right? (laughs) That that person's in the band? Well, no, they're not. Rose pronouns are they, them. Um, They, it's funny... I sort of think of Row as a part of the band in a way because they've really influenced <laughs> the direction that the music has taken just purely because we've been collaborating with Row over the years in different projects. So Daffodils was one of them. And then um, we've been working on a, you know, a t- an idea for a TV show together. And all of that has influenced Lips in a way, um, just music that we've written for other things has crept into lips as influences so yeah but no the other two members of lips um are Maud Morris and Ruby Walsh who I just absolutely love playing with um and finishing this album we we really did finish it Finn and I um together um just because it, it was years in the making but the next album, I'm so excited. We're going to work with Maud and Ruby on it. And it will be much more of a four-piece collaboration. And I just, I can't wait because they're, they're both such amazing musicians and um, and producers in their own right and, um, and friends, you know, I just, 
I love them. <laughs> yeah, I oh, know. I think it really shows. Like when I, I'm so glad I was at your album release gig at the end of the tour, and Nick of the Woods, mm-hmm. and I had so I hadn't heard that band live before, and wow, it, yeah, really, I was really gel and looked like you're having such a great time, which is all part yeah. Of it. Um, it did becoming a four piece really just changed everything for me. Um, up until then, we were was just Finn and I playing as a two-piece and trying to sort of cover all the instruments ourselves and um, it, it became quite a stressful experience and then once we started playing as a four-piece I was like oh wow okay this is this is fun this is really really fun it is it's just so much fun to play yeah I just love it <laughs> oh that's, that's great and I'd, I'd heard mentioned another interview I listened to about because you've been writing music for films like soundtracky type music that sounds like it influenced this album because they're all all the songs are like stories like they are stories right all the songs are stories from different characters that you've made up from just observing people I guess yeah it was yeah the film we worked on because it was a musical the the songs we would often produce with the scene in mind and that experience was so much fun and so so cool to do that we ended up using the same techniques for our album so oftentimes so even though there's no movie attached to it a song like not today um for example we would imagine the scene imagine the character who might be singing that song and where they are and and we would produce the song with that idea in mind so for that song we imagined a, a young girl singing it and um, and she might be, you know, leaving school with her friend and her friends playing music on her, on her cell phone. And, and so we actually recorded um, a little loop of, of, a, of what we made, a sort of pop song, that, and then recorded it being played through an iPhone, walking oh. around the room, like walking around a mic, and, and it's in the intro of the song just to sort of try to set the scene, even though nobody would hear that and, and imagine two people leaving school or anything, but it, but it just felt like it would, it, it was making production choices based on the storytelling. And, and it sort of, yeah, we, we tried to do that throughout the whole album in different ways. Mm, that's, that is such a subtle thing as well, because it sounds like these things are so subtle that most people listening to the album would not even notice that. But it's more there for you, the the writers, that you're putting yourself in the in the scene. I, I've always loved um, songs that tell stories, so maybe that's why. This album yeah, and even if they, fun. even if people don't notice it, the the hope is that they might, the feeling might come across. Mm. You know, in that case of it being the sort of youthful energy, or yeah, or nostalgia, or whatever. You know. Yeah, there's definite might. moods. I, I I only noticed when. I put the album on not in headphones because I'm usually just in headphones and I put it on yeah. on a word stereo because someone wanted to know what I was listening to. And then I'm more aware of what I put on the word stereo and turn it up a bit because I'm like, oh, I don't want to put on stuff that's too distracting for people to work to. It starts like this and then the mood changes, gets more upbeat and then to the end it's more quiet and reflective. I'm like, I wonder if yeah. it's more of a concept album. We were really keen to explore different genres on this album probably more so than in the, the earlier EPs, this one really runs the gamut of of different genres, you know, 
from mm -hmm. punk to these dance elements and then there's quieter singer-songwriter stuff and and then a bit of noise <laughs> you know like there's all sorts of stuff in there mm. um oh, I love that. but hopefully the um the storytelling is what kind of brings it all together and makes it cohesive It's a quarter after nine I'm at the front of the line I've had a little wine I'm tipsy I'm gonna get it I'm on a juice cleanse diet It's only my second night I think I can combine it with vodka I think they'll let you do that Anyway, I'm gonna try it Cause that's the way my night's going I try to call you me. The next thing we'll talk about is your music video for What the Hell. So this was filmed on two travelators. Yeah, so Finn made that music video and we have a shopping mall in our area that those two travelators are in. And he just, he looked down on them from above and just, he just had this idea for that shot and he knew he would, it would work. So for anyone who's listening, Lips has a, a character that represents our music. It's a girl with giant lips for a head. And we ha we made the giant lips head costume. <laughs> when I say we, I didn't make it at all. It was made by a local puppeteer, Paul Lewis, um, who lives in Tamaki. He's great. He's amazing. Um, and he made this giant lips head that, that I can wear on my head. And so we just had lips going up and down the travelator. Finn filmed it on our camera and my baby son Charlie was in the stroller next to him and so we just spent 15 or 20 minutes in this mall just, I just went up and down this travelator over and over and over again but it was kind of perfect to put the lyrics on for that because it's really it's a lyric video it was a lot of fun but all of I mean all the credit for that goes to Finn because he made the whole thing amazing <laughs> So, and you, it's you in the video wearing the lips head going up and down. Yeah, yeah. And it, what's funny about the lips head is you can't, um, you can't see anything when you put it on. <laughs> so, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. So every time we would get, I'd get almost to the end, Finn would have to yell down at me and say, step end, you know, and so I could like take the head off and, and get it off before tripping over the, oh. Oh, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to see where the end of the... Yeah, you can't see where the end is. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have a minder, like, behind you to, like, tap you in the shoulder or something? No, and no. Was, friend. Yeah, that would have been great. No, it was complete guerrilla filming styles. We just rocked up. I think we even went and did our shopping afterwards, you know, wow. there's a countdown in there. So it, was, it sounds like it was a pretty <laughs> off-the-cuff idea you hadn't planned. Because it's in a public mall, it's very noticeable that all the eyes um, are blanked out to make everyone anonymous, which gives it an interesting look too. <laughs> yeah, 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 we definitely wanted to to preserve people's anonymity, but I didn't even think about the mall itself. <laughs> Great idea though, I, lo I loved it. Thanks. Did what, um, what inspired the look of that video was pretty much just Finn's idea. Yeah, it was just Finn's idea. He had he had that image in mind. He's he's a really visual person, Finn. He's actually made 
I think almost all of the videos for this album, except the official one for um, Deodorant, was made by Sports Team. Mm. Yeah, who are great. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few of their videos. They're pretty great. How yeah, many music videos have you made just for this album? Oh, I'm just trying to think. So we've got two for Deodorant because um, we also made a lyric video. And then Ben made one for Empty Hours and he made one for Heave Ho and he made one for What the Hell. And we recently, well, before all the lockdowns, we got a grant to make one for Not Today as well, which Finn is also going to direct, but we just haven't been able to get out and make it. Yeah. Wow. That's great. There's so many videos. Yeah, yeah. it is. I think we've always been really interested in the intersection between music and visuals. Yeah, which was why I think, you know, from working on that that movie originally and um, it's definitely something we want to explore more through working with Ro and mm. in other ways too, yeah. Oh, that's great. Can't you stop looking at me? Why won't you stop needing me? I can't give you what you I ask all artists in this series is to pick something from our library collection that inspired their sound in some way and you've chosen Odelay by Beck which is a great choice. Um, why did you choose that album? Um, Odelay was the first CD I ever bought as a teenager and, and I think it has forever inspired my music in a way. Um, I love this album, I love the mix of genres I was reading actually earlier that it began as an acoustic album. Like Beck started writing the songs in a sort of quiet acoustic way. But then he started, he took it to the Dust Brothers, who are a, a production team. They did Paul's Boutique, which is a Beastie Boys album. And they have this real, they're, they're hip hop producers, but, but it's really sample heavy. And I think the different sounds that, have been weaved into this album it's storytelling you know you hear them and they and it just sparks your imagination because there's sounds that you don't expect they come from out of nowhere kind of cinematic in a way you know like it puts it you can really visualize different stories for his songs and then there's Beck over the top of it all who as a teenager I just thought it, it, it was so cool he just sounded so cool kind of aloof and you couldn't really tell what the hell he was singing about <laughs> but um <laughs> but just just so cool and I think I, I've always tried to <laughs> to match the coolness and never made it because I'm too much of a nerd um it's always there it's always right there trying to be as cool as Beck on Odelay. that's amazing so that's always stayed with you even though it was like your just the first album you ever bought as a teenager which is a great a great story in itself um yeah it's a classic album as well it is a classic yeah well, I was I was probably like 14 or something when that came out so it definitely takes you right back to that time and you're right 
when that loser song where it's at came out it was all over the radio and it was all their songs yeah. of the summer and it was on high rotate everywhere and yeah. I think most kids that age are like oh who is this Death yeah um, yep. came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah hmm. and I just like that he maybe had maybe had one idea for that for what the songs were going to be but then just mixing with with the Dust Brothers, it just went on this whole other journey and ended up in something quite unexpected, but super, super cool. Yeah, that was obviously a really good choice to take it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of inspiring to maybe try, yeah, to try something, to try to go for the unexpected, just to mm. see what happens, mm. you know. That can apply for anything. I just like it. It's been cool to keep pushing and exploring and trying new things. And I think that was the main thing we were trying to do with this album was was to try to keep pushing, try things that we hadn't done and, and see what comes out of it. Where's that? I got So lockdown is a time when we're all missing gigs and we're still in level three right now and can't have mm-hmm. them. So a thing I, I like to ask artists about is their most recent gig memories outside of this hiatus that we're currently in. And thinking back to your album release tour back in July, it looked like yeah. you had such a great time. Do you have memories that stand out from the different places you played in? Um, hmm. Oh, man. We only played three other shows outside of Auckland we just played Wellington Christchurch and Eden and they were all really really fun shows not big shows at all you know because we hadn't really toured or played outside of Auckland definitely not as the four-piece and not for years otherwise and it was so great to go out and test the music and yeah Wellington we played at Moon a little pizza bar and um that was the first show I was really nervous but it was so fun and we started the show with sometimes I'm afraid which is the band so Ruby Finn and and Maud they start playing from the back of the room they're plugged into a little amp battery powered amp and Finn's just banging on a box and they start the music from behind the audience and so people aren't expecting it just suddenly there's this band (laughs) playing from behind and um they set it up and they start playing and then I start singing from the stage the the idea behind that song is is that you know the music is all coming from the other room and that this the singer is telling us quite an intimate story story from you know while everything else is going going on next door so we tried to recreate that live. Um, <laughs> in Wellington, it was the first time we'd ever tried it. I was so nervous. I actually get nervous thinking about it now. My heart's still racing. Um, <laughs> but it worked. It worked so well. And the band weaves through the crowd and and they're playing and they're really going for it. But the sound coming from them is quite small because it's just this little battery-powered amp and, you know, sticks on a box. 
and then I'm just almost whispering the st- story, you know, telling it. Um, and we finished the song, and and uh, and the crowd loved it. Everybody cheered, and it felt like we'd taken this risk as a band, but it worked, and we were just overjoyed. You know, it's such a small thing, <laughs> but it was it was really cool. And we did it um, at all the other shows. In Dunedin, we played it. Um, it was a place I hadn't played before. And it's upstairs. And, oh, dive bar, that's right. And the band started, we started playing Sometimes I'm Afraid. And the band started in the stairwell with the idea that they were going to walk up the stairwell and into the crowd. But as they started playing, there was a guy going down the stairs. He was going outside to have a cigarette. And the guy was like, uh, what are you guys? He, he like pointed to the stage. He was like, the stage is that way. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? And, and they're like, yeah, we know. We're starting the show. And then Finn was like, one, two, three, four. And they started playing. And so in that moment, they were really just playing a song a, a, a show for one person it was just this guy uh, <laughs> you know? and, uh, <laughs> that was what a surprise yeah. he was surprised. Like, oh I'm getting the I get the see in the front row for the start of the show <laughs> exactly yeah and then uh, they continued up the stairs and into the crowd and kept playing but it was it was such a a cool little moment mm. I thought it was such an effective way to start a show it kind of made it magical I'm sure that everyone in the room felt that because I could feel the mood in the room like, oh, where's the band? It's just, it's just Steph on stage. And it creates that real theatre of the moment, like having any time a band steps off stage, but especially to start yeah. the gig, you really like said in that mode of the unexpected. So everyone's like, whoa, looking around to and see where the noise is coming from, which I did. I was right at the front. And then I could I could see Finn first with like banging <laughs> the drum thing he was holding in the pan trailing behind him trying to work the way through the crowd. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's, that's brilliant. It really suited the song. And I, I wondered if you guys came up with that idea together. Yeah. For ages, we we had been trying to figure out how to play that song because on the recording, it's all the music is literally recorded from the room next door. It's very muffled and muted. And and so we, we couldn't figure out how we were going to do it live. You know, would we put the band backstage? But then that would mean having to set up an entire drum kit backstage and not all venues have backstages. And then we thought about doing it with projection. And and then um, I think Finn came up with the idea eventually, or oh, what if we started out in the crowd? And uh, we all really loved that idea. Before we made the movie Daffodils, it was a stage play. And Finn and I played in the band every night on stage and we, we both really loved that experience of being in theatre, doing a theatre show and, and the drama of it. And I think we both really loved the idea of putting a bit of theatre into lips. And that's definitely what sometimes I'm afraid of, as you say, it's, it's a bit of theatre and um, it's really fun and, yeah. That's brilliant. I wanted to touch briefly on how it was living in New York and you lived there for nine years. And because um, this album is made up of songs from the past, say, seven or more years of your life, I guess I feel like living in New York must have been, because there's so much 
you know, such a big city, so many crazy characters you would have met and maybe like an interesting time for you as well, moving to a new city and adjusting. Um, did quite a lot of songs and characters come out of there as well as I suppose some from New Zealand where you wrote, wrote back here? Yeah, New York was such a huge cloud and hurricane of inspiration. Um, I feel like I'm still drawing from it from that time. It was just such a whirlwind and um, yeah, definitely it pulled me so far away from my comfort zone that I, yeah, I just had so many experiences I don't think I would have had otherwise. And all of that goes into the music, all the characters, all the people. Um, oh, I just feel so grateful to have had that time because, yes, you're exactly right. It just, it's so much fodder. I, having been lucky enough to live overseas for a few years myself, yeah, that's quite a while. I lived, lived in London for five years, which was oh, wow. more, more than enough, <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> yeah, It's um, a long time, yeah. yeah. Nine years is like, well, that's like a mini lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't, that, that song, Your Deodorant, doesn't work. As soon as I heard, heard that at a small drive island FM gig, I thought, oh, that sounds like a like a New York character, just the way you're yelling it into the microphone straight away, and everyone started cracking up as soon as you did that, because I'm like, oh, this is how the song starts. <laughs> I wonder if that's someone she met, and then when I asked you afterwards, you're like, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. That song <laughs> is so much fun to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's hilarious. Um, hilariously big characters in some of those songs. Um, yeah. Well, New York is nothing if not big. I mean, <laughs> just yell their lives at you down the, when you're just walking down the street. It's really such a different, um, <laughs> oh, it's such a culture shock. I bet. Um, mm. Yeah. But something kind of liberating about it too. The title of the album actually came from that whole experience. That I feel like that summed up my New York experience. <laughs> I don't know why I do anything. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was just such a um, a time of exploration and yeah, and trying to figure out what I was doing with my life and what I wanted to write and yeah, and <laughs> that just sort of summed it up really. <laughs> oh, that's good because from from what I took from the title. And I, I don't know if this is right. Like, I don't know why I do anything is kind of like a big shrug of like, oh, well, you adults trying to learn how to adult or adulting. Everyone's still figuring it out. And you will be in until the day you die. So no one should really worry. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, actually, yes, that's so true. Um, <laughs> and it feels particularly prescient for, for now. I mean, we were saying this about last year, about 2020 how that whole year felt like a, I don't know why I do anything because <laughs> what does it matter yeah live in the moment because you might be in lockdown tomorrow or yeah weeks <laughs> yeah you might prepare for months for a tour that gets cancelled and you know what are you gonna do that's so hard <laughs> uh, but, yeah speaking of that kind of planning what are your future plans for Lips? Um, like, you're taking a break, doing more writing, planning the next album? 
Well, our original plan was to get back out on the road, but yeah, after that got cancelled, we're just trying to write. I'm just trying to write as much as possible. Um, and Finn and I were talking today, actually, we were going to start recording a new song and I think we're going to send it over to Ruby and Maud in their respective homes and <laughs> just, just see what we can do remotely because it's all we can do, you know, is just try and try and keep going however we can. But it has been a, a good time for writing. I don't have a lot of time because of, I've got two young kids, but, but any time that I've had to myself, I've just gone hell for leather and tried to write as much as possible. And, and I've, yeah, I've got some ideas on the boil and that I really like. And so hopefully we can work on an album that we can put out early next year. And it might be an EP. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy with anything yay i'm just yeah. glad that yeah at least if lockdown can be good for one thing for artists like yourself it could be good for writing eking away at the next ep or album i take my hat off to people who do it with young kids at home as well like wow yeah <laughs> yep i do sometimes think about in another life you know i mean if it were just me <laughs> the hours of time that i would have would would have maybe I'd have three albums already but the kids also you know they're magical I love my kids Mm -hmm. probably provide inspiration just being you know how kids are (laughs) they do they do my son Freddie my oldest son is a drummer and he's he just has music flowing out of him and um the first song that I've written for the new album was one that we we jammed together he was playing drums on the stools and um he's a really good drummer I mean he's amazing (laughs) I know I sound like every parent my kid is great at this but (laughs) yeah but that song literally came out of us playing together which you know I mean that's I I don't know if I would have come to it otherwise so it has been really lucky you know that's beautiful (laughs) we're writing songs as a family (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great that, yeah, that um, you've got a musical kid. <laughs> yeah. In the blood, right? <laughs> Honestly, it, it just comes out of him. He plays. You've got two musical parents, two musician parents. It's probably going to happen to at least one of the children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all eyes are on the second one. We're like, come on, be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I no wasn't thinking that at all. But they could be, they could be both, and you could have a family band and play casual gigs <laughs> yeah. at barbecues. <laughs> yeah. When we're able to have barbecues again with more than ten people or whatever, you, could, you guys could have jam sessions in your backyard, and people could yeah. jump in. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'm dreaming of summer. I'm sure everyone is dreaming and praying for summer. <laughs> I know. Who knows, eh? Uh, Who knows? Yeah. And thanks, thanks so much for talking to me today, Steph. And um, it's been a really great chat <laughs> talking about yeah. the album. And I look forward to hearing when when the next when the next things come out. And um, hopefully we will get out of lockdown soon. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed your questions. It was really nice talking to you. <laughs> oh, great! Thanks very much. You've been listening to an interview with Steph Brown from Lips. 
All but one track used in this podcast were taken from their album, I Don't Know Why I Do Anything, released in July 2021. You also heard a sample of Where It's At by Beck from the album Odelay. To hear more podcasts, check out the Auckland Library SoundCloud page and subscribe. I see you, an orphan in the world. You're often on your own, muddling through the best way you know how. The words you love to rearrange, most don't know what you're saying. But you've never been afraid of that. You've never paid attention to the rules. Keep us the world's getting crazy We live in uncertainty Times are changing All I want is to be by you forever If I had just one wish That's what I'd ask for We live on a ball that we're slowly destroying We've messed with it and with each other for too long All I want is to be by you forever If I had just one wish That's what I'd ask for It's just you Just one wish, that's what I'd ask for.